in this January, whatever the hell today is, 21st for show in like two months. And I'm already pretty rusty because I went live on the no, wrong no, no, Instagram. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Cat's out of the bag already. Ben's trying to Ben's trying to shush me. We already got two viewers in. Dude, that's, a two, fucking, that's a deep state account, man. We can't be, two, can't be revealing that. Two people in the live already before Ben and oh, one of them. And one my of them dad and Danny Sears' mother. Let's Oh go. my god, that is that is amazing. Let's go. Two people very um, near and dear to my that's heart. That's a hot start. Love to see it. We got Mama two people. We got bees knees British imports and food for marriage. God, oh, sign me up, man. Single best sponsor of a ICTV show ever. Did they sponsor an ICTV show? They sponsored sports final. It was literally the semester when like Emma and I were doing it before COVID. Did I just get booted out of my own life? What the hell? Am I hey, you suck, dude. Bro, let me in. It says your your like connection is is garbage or something, man. You're already got the wheel loading uh, around now, and everything. Now I'm watching myself. Ugh. Oh god, that's a bad feel. Oh, you gotta man. like leave and get back in, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Oh my god. This guy's the worst. Yeah, he, sir. he's he's definitely the one that went live on the wrong page and everything like nope, that definitely wasn't me the Wait, worst it's like saying i'm like still in all right it says you left you left now all right well you know this is a great start to our show we got a lot to talk okay. about obviously right. request to join hopefully my bad to- my bad you know we started a little late i was i was making some money moves so we had to start a little late i'll take the hit on that but now ben you know goes live on the wrong page and he's just all right I'm not standing for the slander on our first show back. Matthias Benjamin. Matthias went live on a real, a real uh, a deep state Instagram account. Yeah. Instead of, instead of the show page. I'm just that's, saying. That's neither here nor there. But the important news is second floor sports back and business. Ben, Bing Bong, Barlton, Matthias, Byron, Wildman. Ben, it's been a minute, man. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah, I thought so. I was thinking like last night. I'm trying to remember, like, without looking, obviously, because that's no fun, what the last show we had actually done was. And then you put it at the top of the rundown, November 26th with the one and only Jordan Foot. And that Damn. it feels it feels like it's been like I know it's been a while, but like I knew the last show was with Jordan and I knew it was around mid-season. I was I like, damn, it, was it like doesn't December. feel like yeah, I yeah, it, it doesn't like feel mid- like two months ago. Was, I, I to be fair, like I mean, time's not real, obviously. To be fair, November 26th is essentially December at that point. But well, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought you were saying just time isn't real. So time is also not real. All, yeah, so. I mean, it's a social construct, obviously. Yeah, I gotta give a I gotta give a quick shout out before we get into the real meat and potatoes of things. Uh, if you're watching on our IG live, got my main boy with us right here, big big Wilson in the cut. He's a live hey, studio um, audience. <laughs> my my boy is napping, so that's uh not a good sign but without further ado let's get into things because we got a lot to cover we have what's probably the best round uh in the nfl playoffs i wanted to uh you know i wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you that but i know i was i I was starting somewhere else here i was gonna say man let me get to it damn uh before we get into the playoffs and you know things that actually matter we got a little bit of breaking news happening right before SFS, which is 15 minutes before we were all 15 minutes. It's weird. We usually, we usually break the news. We usually break the news. We, we, oh, we usually break the news. Rap texted me. Rap was like, yo, okay, we're we're, going to break this here in a minute. Uh, Joe Shane, (laughs) former assistant, I guess still current assistant GM of the Buffalo Bills and the next general manager of the New York football giants. I would be all right. 
two things. One, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew a whole lot about <laughs> it before like three weeks ago when this whole process kind of got going. Or how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I'd learn how to pronounce his name, <laughs> I don't know, five minutes ago. If anyone listening at home <laughs> that's not a Buffalo Bills fan and is not also not John Salerno knew how to pronounce his name beforehand, all right, maybe I'm an asshole. I don't know. Good, good on you. But I love it. He's been a huge part of the Bills' rebuild in terms of getting, you know, he was part of the team that drafted Josh Allen. Uh, apparently, he was instrumental in bringing in Dawson Knox, which, hey, I'll take that. Better than drafting Evan Ingram in the first round. So that's a step up. Mm, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the Giants have so much that needs to get done to even just get back to, like, mediocrity. Not even mediocrity. Just get back to playing, like, NFL-caliber football. Like I know, yeah. I know the third nine QB sneak is like an easy play to pick on and just be like, oh, that's the Giants, ha ha ha. Same deal as like you know, the Daniel Jones run and fumble. Like, okay, sure. They're, you guys they're sucked before that though. They're fun to make fun of, but like Jesus Christ, guys, we can't even just run, like, just run the ball into the line. You hand it off. You're running <laughs> a QB sneak on third and nine. It's You're like, the one who brought it up and is still going on about it because it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd that that's like. And a legitimate quote unquote NFL franchise being like, yeah, no, we're, we're just punt the ball. Just fucking punt at that point. Yeah. I, it, it's funny. Cause we came into the season and I think we both agreed that like talent wise, you look at the giants, just pure roster on offense, you know, knowing what they did on defense last year, looking on offense, you're like, their okay. Was still good. This yeah. Year. Yeah. And you're like, okay, have a good defensive unit. You know, Daniel Jones at worst is a satisfactory quarterback. Like he's not, he could be be worse than satisfactory. Fair, fair. (laughs) Um, But like, he's more than likely just like a a middle of the pack. He's a middle of the pack quarterback. uh, Um, Well, okay. To be fair, I'm, I've become so disillusioned with the giants. I, the last time I watched a full New York giants game, with the caveat that like, I've been working a lot of Sundays, you know, got fair weather fan. Got to pay the bills somehow. I prefer watching professional football. Fairweather fan. I got a great taste of college football this year. You know, Wake <laughs> Forest had a great season, great basketball season as well. There is, I mean, really it's, the Giants have, I don't know if surpassed is the right word because that implies like a, an upward. Moving trend. forward. <laughs> yeah. The Giants have, I guess, taken over the spot in my fandom of the team. I, my, one of my team that I hate the most. It was the Knicks for a long time. That's insane. Like, yeah, and it's been a quick turnaround. Three years ago, the Knicks were firmly entrenched at the bottom of my like fan damn. personal fandom hierarchy. Other team was like, "Yep, I'm a Knicks fan. It's it's really great. I love watching them play basketball. It's super fun." The Giants are just they're a complete and utter disaster of a franchise. And Joe Shane has a hell of a lot that he needs to get done. And hopefully, and this is what I've been hearing from sources. Thank you, Nick. He likes the haircut. Uh, Gotta agree. Pretty fresh. Apparently, the Mara family and Steve Tisch are actually giving him all, you know, they're giving him the keys and they're going to step away and let Joe Shane rebuild the franchise as he deems fit. Yeah, that's that's a big part, too. You know, it's actually it, letting him. And we'll see what happens. That's what they said to Dave Gettleman. But Dave Gettleman, you know, was... Literally also bad his, at his job. Also bad at his job. I said this to Josh <laughs> literally like you know five minutes ago while I was waiting for your dumb ass to get on. Uh, yeah, I was making like, money moves, man. Come on. 
I was saying, I was like, yeah, man, you know, it's crazy that Joe Shane actually knows how to build a modern day franchise as opposed to a guy that drafts interior defensive linemen like they're gold. <laughs> you know, as the saying goes, oh, you can't man. have enough three tech nose tackles in the NFL these days. That's that's what the game's all about now. <laughs> Big run stuffing defensive tackles. That's what you got to have to build a winning team. Just look at the oh, Giants. Boy. A couple, a couple of things here, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on kind of Giants' future a little bit. It's one of our mailbag questions too. But like, you know, coming in like talent wise on offense, you're like, okay, they have the pieces that like, you know, their offensive line is not going to be very good. You're good. At, you have a good running back. You have solid receivers, and you have a quarterback that, if you give enough weapons, on paper should be okay. And it like, the the reason I I said like. You know, getting back, he has a lot to do to get back to playing mediocre football. Is a lot to do to get back to playing like no professional football. Yeah, well, well, because it like it went from like we started the season as oh the Giants like maybe can make some noise, but more than likely they're not going to be good. To like midway through the season, we were like, okay, the Giants are just like like they're a really good bad team, and then we were like, wait, no, the Giants are actually just really bad. (laughs) I remember at the end of the 2020 season, we were talking. And we were saying like, okay, well, you know, maybe the Giants, and you know, this is someone where I'm viewing it through the lens of like, yes, a Giants fan who's like, okay, you know, the, you know, we kind of closed the season on a nice run team mm-hmm. apparently was buying into Joe judge and Patrick Graham was continuing to be one of the best defensive coordinators and that Giants, the Giants defense, the second half of last season was locked yeah, down lights out and it was still really good this year. It was like, okay, maybe the Giants have graduated from the really bad teams to still not good, but like we'll beat the true, like inept franchises of the nfl mm-hmm. yeah we're right back to inept no we're yeah right you, you are the inept tile yeah and you know just to just to wrap things up on the on the new gm hire like when you're going from an assistant gm like and you're hiring someone unless you are like really plugged in which you know we're plugged in but not just like we know everyone in every front office unless I you're i do okay cool yeah again yeah. you did not know how to how say how to pronounce joe's name yeah. five minutes ago um you know, there you can't really overthink things. You're just like, okay, he's coming from a place of success, and we know that where he's coming great from, great success. Um, he's coming from a place where they they praised him. They said he did a good job, and he had a hand in the success. That's honestly like that's that's all you can. If you're hiring a new GM, someone like that, like that's all you can really look for. And you're like, all right, fuck it, let's let's hope for the best. And just to kind of put a ball on this. We've got the fifth and the seventh for overall picks this year. You've got ammunition to really, mm-hmm. if you hit, and you basically got to hit on both of those. Mm-hmm. You go through another cycle where you just kind of punt away a first round pick. And as much as it, punt two. it the Giants have already punted two premium first round picks under, well, previously under Dave Gettleman. Saquon's a punt just by value. Alone. He retired. So, yeah. I don't care what Saquon Barkley becomes at this point. We never should have drafted him second overall. You don't draft running backs in the first round, and you certainly don't should have listened him second overall. Should have listened to us and drafted Sam Darnold. Clearly, should have drafted Sam Darnold. <laughs> we and don't then, have to talk about that. <laughs> and then Danny, I like. I don't dislike Daniel Jones, but at this point, after three years of being the starting quarterback, and yeah, he's been hurt. That is a knock against him, his inability to stay on the field for a full season. I hate when people just go like, oh, but he's been hurt. It's like, yeah, that's part of a player's profile. That's part of it. Like, are you going to give a, you know, a lucrative extension to a guy who has missed the back half of now two seasons, back third-ish? And like, yeah, there's been no reason for him to like rush back to the field and like, oh man, we got to get Danny back so we can make this playoff push. Tough it up, man. It's like, 
We're running QB sneaks on third and nine from our own eight yard line. We don't need Man. Daniel Jones. Third mention already. It's a mess. It's a joke. But point being, you got to hit on these fifth and seventh overall picks. I'll give Dave Edelman credit for Andrew Thomas. You know, I saw one tweet. Uh, Andrew Thomas and Tristan Wirfs had like shockingly similar pass protection numbers the final eight weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was from PFF, and they're supporting my argument here. So it's things true. haven't changed. Things have yeah. not changed here. That's no, no shot. heard that one before. No shot. Tristan Wirfs, deservedly so, gets a ton of credit as one of the best young tackles in the league. Andrew Thomas should be right up there with him, but the Giants suck, so Andrew Thomas doesn't get the you know hype he deserves, which is that's the way it works, you know. Yeah, it's it's fair. Um, last yeah. thing, last thing on on the Giants and Joe Shane got the fifth and seventh overall picks. Make something happen. I don't know if it's another tackle. I don't know if you want to go Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I'm getting all into my draft prep now. Like it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see kind of who who emerges as some of the more likely candidates. If for some unforeseen reason, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau fall to five, you throw that card in immediately. But I I don't see that happening. I've seen, I've started getting into it. I've seen like three or four different mocks and neither one dropped below three. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's January. The playoffs aren't over. The drafts in like mid-April or whatever. Mm -hmm. Crazy things have happened. True. Crazier things have happened. I don't, you know, uh, who's the uh, Laramie Tunsil? I don't know. Uh, I maybe don't know. maybe Aiden Hutchinson loves to hit that green, man. It, Laramie Tunsil was the number was the consensus number one overall pick until like thirty minutes before the draft. Anything it was happened? it was like ten, <laughs> whatever. Like the day of the draft, we're like in the pregame coverage. Yeah, and uh, as Josh Hayden in the comments putting, you know, drafting a safety in the first round. Fair. It's only if you, you know, it's only if you trade multiple first round picks for a safety. That's when it's worth it. <laughs> well, I mean, look at look at like Derwin James. I don't know. Derwin Dames. Derwin Dames. Anyways, let's let's get let's into go, actual play football. Yeah, let's get let's get into football that people actually care about outside of your little bubble there. And that's uh, the actual playoffs, which you know we we didn't have a show last week so we'll start with just covering just real quick we didn't some, have a show last week no way we did not uh quickly some things that we learned from last week um you know unfortunately neither of our teams made the playoffs my team definitely did not make the playoffs you know i, I, I do we want to just go there right no, now okay okay are I'll, we, are we, are we no, gonna no, call no. the rundown or are we just going to start piling on the patriots cuz no, 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 no. you're ready to go no 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 we're not going to pile on them um all i'm going to say you know uh, words that we live by sometimes you get the bear sometimes the bear gets you the bear fucking got the patriots i bear my the patriots big time my my interesting question the only point we'll we'll make on this because we'll have plenty to talk about about the patriots future uh in the summer and off season but like it's there, January, but yeah and a summer slash off season <laughs> you know. is, is the off season not during the summer too i mean it is absolutely okay so um they obviously were the team that got embarrassed the most. Who was the second most embarrassed team? Ah, that's undoubtable. Who? What team got embarrassed the second most? Um, that's a tough question. The Eagles really kind of didn't deserve to be there. The, the Steelers yeah. definitely didn't. The Eagles, they're playing with house money there. I mean, Cowboys? Sort of, but the thing, as funny as it is, and obviously I'm viewing this through you know, an NFC East fan lens, but you can't remember everyone the Cowboys hates the Cowboys. Get, the Cowboys, everyone hates the Cowboys, yes. 
the Cowboys embarrassing themselves in the playoffs and really just getting in their own way. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And especially this season, again, things don't change here at SFS. I was reading a Ringer article uh, just talking about how the Cowboys issue all season long was basically Mike McCarthy's game management and lack of overall discipline. And like, sure, Mike McCarthy is not the one on the field, like, you know, taking dumb penalties and like, you know, botching and sliding, or whatever. sliding yeah. with 15 seconds. And he's not even the one calling a QB draw with 14 seconds left and no timeouts in a playoff game, which we'll get to in a little bit. That was truly a horrendous play call. But at a certain point, the lack of discipline and poor poor game management certainly falls on Mike McCarthy. He's the head coach. Yeah. The lack of discipline, that just kind of speaks to a general, like, culture of the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to just get into the whole – QB draw with 14 seconds. Oh, let's let's let, let, let's stick to this week that's actually coming. I I meant for these to be rapid fire because I know how we can get and we will never yeah, even well, get. Well, one to. of us got here 10 minutes late, so yeah. But I, I was making money moves, man. You keep saying you, that, man. You want to? We want to talk about reasons that you've been late to this show and to when we had it in person before. I don't think we want to. I was not get late into to that show. I yeah. made it as the intro was playing. Yeah, that's. I old. did. I was um, late. Just so, uh, so, so, find the. Go into the all right, all right. room. You know I wasn't late. Oh, you know I wasn't late. Second, uh, second point on last week. Um, this is the second year we've had seven teams uh, in each conference. This year felt a lot more like last year. Uh, more than last year, let seven teams was too much. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, just in general, I'm across all sports. I'm like anti playoff expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even college football. Fair, but even so, that's a different pot to an, to an extent, yeah. To an extent, like I like it, but we also, I think, both know that it's still going to be Bama, Georgia, like Clemson, Ohio State every year, anyways. To be fair, a lot more teams in college football, regardless. Yes. Continue. What were you even saying? Uh, seven too much, yes. For- <laughs> I just, I we saw two seven seeds get absolutely embarrassed this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't need two NFC East teams in the playoffs, also. Oh. Nope, nope, nope. I think six worked. Like, it's just such a blatant cash grab. Like, yeah, that's not a surprise. The NFL is a business. They exist to make money. Mm-hmm. There's no need for seven teams. Yeah, I... It just waters down the field. It also, as much fun as it is to have three straight days of football, mm-hmm. having the Rams and the Cards... Oh, wait, duh. That's who got the the most embarrassed. The the Cardinals? Cards, yes. I was literally sitting here. I was like, there's some... Who else Fair enough. embarrassed? Fair enough. Yeah, the that was Cardinals pretty, pretty to jump back there. to that for a certain point. I literally like racking my brain to yeah. come up with that. <laughs> Look, the Pats were severely undermanned, especially in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a great Brett Coleman video just talking about how you know the the Josh Allen one. Yep. Yeah. Saw that. Short version: the Bills love to run crossing routes. The Pats love to play man coverage. Crossing routes destroy man coverage, and the Pats were also like not starting quote unquote two practice squad corners. Yeah, playing two practice squad corners, significant snaps in a playoff game. Like as much, trust me, as much fun as it was to watch Mm -hmm. the Patriots get their shit handed to them by the Bills in prime time. They were never winning that game. Yeah, it was literally just a talent disparity at that point. Exactly. The Bills are clearly the better team there. The Cards Rams game I was looking forward to as potentially the best game of wildcard weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously I was. Leading into the weekend, I was like, damn, like that game is going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. I turned it off middle of the third quarter. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I think I texted Elliot in our group chat and I was like, Elliot, let me know if something happens. I, I, it's like I kept I, the I kept last play I saw was when Buda Baker got unplugged. Um, I stopped watching shortly after that. Yeah. And it was like, OK, you know, the cards offense can be electric. I was like, oh, you know, they get a touchdown, touchdown, stop, touchdown. Like, bam, we got a game again. Mm-hmm. And it just never happened. Yeah. Not to mention you lose a to a division rival. I guess the same with the Bills and the Pats, but a division rival that you play. Different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. yeah. And it brings up the whole question of like, okay, well, that's now three straight seasons that the cards have started off really well and then completely fallen off a cliff the second half of the season and gotten kicked mm-hmm. early in the playoffs. No, no D hop hurt no for D-hop the entire hurt. second half. But yeah, but, but if still. you're Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, they're both more integral to the card's success than DeAndre Hopkins is. And I love D hop, but he's Hot on takes. the wrong side of 30. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> damn i don't even think i'm not wrong i don't even think it's that hot to take the head coach and the quarterback are more important to your team's success than when your head coach and quarterback are cliff kingsbury and kyler murray are more important than a wide receiver and d hop it's been two years really since d hop has been in that true nice. like so. elite wide receiver tier he was nice last year he was nice but he wasn't he wasn't nearly like texans d hop oh fair damn Thank God the Texans got a good return for it. Yeah, really. They anyway, great, uh, great job there. Just a just final bow on uh on our talk about number seven teams. Um, I think it. I'm not as bullish on it. I, I think Ooh, you know. Bullish. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, you know, I I I think it was pretty evident this year that the cutoff talent wise was six. Um, you know, I I do think things that come out of it like it being even more important to get that number one seed because you're just you're getting a little healthier and stuff like Tristan Wirfs got hurt and the Bucks were the number two seed if they're not playing he doesn't get re-hurt they don't put them well, back in the then game you're, then you're getting yeah. into the whole you know yeah what if but it, I'm just saying with seven teams and one less by it's even that much more important to get that number one seed yeah. um and I, I do really think like sure I I think six is probably better but I all you also have to look at it the fact that you know, if any other team from the AFC had made it in other than the Steelers, like that, the Eagles looked ugly in that game. But if Jalen Hurts makes one or two more throws, it's at least a little bit closer. Well, that's also just like, yeah, what Jalen Hurts needs yeah. to do in general as a quarterback. I'm, I mean, there's going to be all this noise about, you know, is Jalen Hurts the guy for the Eagles? Nah, they, should they be drafting a quarterback? Jalen Hurts is your guy. He's, Howie already said he's the guy. And I was about to say, Howie Roseman already was like, yeah, he's our quarterback. Yeah. You also got to remember this, this is first year fully starting. He started what, the yeah. last five, four games? Yeah. No, yeah. Games four or five before. games. Yeah. You got to give him time to improve. Like the Eagles, you know, have a lot of things they need to get done this offseason. Need to revamp the offensive line. Jason Kelsey is saying he's going to retire for like the third like year. 37. Yeah. yeah. And either way, like he's old. Josh saying Jalen Hurts isn't good. Whatever. Josh is also a Browns fan. Yeah, but Josh, anyway, you want to talk about bad quarterbacks. Anyway, point being, like the the game that really looked really made the seven seeds look bad was the Steelers game, and that's like they think about if the Chargers are there, if the Ravens are there, like any basically if, shit. If the Browns are there, it looks better no, than that. No, like, no, not if the Browns are there. Browns are bad, come on, dude. Dude, like Big Ben is so bad, he's worse than Baker right now. Like, mm. anyway, uh, let's get into the games this weekend because. We, that's what we have to talk about. Uh, our first games at 4.30 on Saturday. Bengals, the four seed at 10 and 7. 
The Titans, the number one seed at 12 and five, they're three and a half point favorites at home. This is the only game out of the four that we haven't already seen this year. Um, That's a good point, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Ben, I this kind of to me the main headline is you know obviously we'll talk about Derrick Henry, but the Bengals are kind of this like the hottest rising team right now. Team got hot, like no one really wants to play them. Kind of scary, and then like the the Titans who are obviously the number one seed, they're the least flashy team in the playoffs, and it's just like, are they the least trusted team out of everyone? No one really knows. It's damn near possible to fully evaluate the Titans right now because they've had so you know there's the, the week one disaster where I was like holy shit like everyone you know so many people were talking about the Titans as like as a number one seed as a team that can mm-hmm. really do some damage in the AFC and then they come out Super Bowl favorite embarrassed in week one like mm-hmm. truly truly embarrassed and then you know weeks like two through six seven or whatever Derrick Henry is running for a million yards and he's doing Derrick Henry things yeah. AJ Brown missed four of those weeks and the Titans were still rolling they picked up back-to-back wins over the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, this, this is what the Titans well, do. Tannehill's playing well. They're missing just, A.J. Brown and still beating these quality teams. Just for context, five-week stretch of beating the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, and Saints. Not bad. Not bad at all. Those are four playoff teams and a team that should have been in the playoffs if Carson Wentz yeah. didn't absolutely sell a game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, and the but Saints weren't playoff that's teams. That's besides the point. Blast. Oh, true. That's crazy. I literally just like think of the Saints as a playoff. Well, think about it. Saint, Saints are in there instead of the Eagles. That's a more entertaining game. Just saying. Again. Anyway. What if? But I just as a fan, I'm all in on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Just as like the team that I'm really rooting for at this point. You know, I like watching the Chiefs. I feel like that might be a less than popular opinion just because they are kind of the best team in the NFL these days. Watching an elite talent like that, especially when these that he's you know not in your conference as a fan, it's pretty fun. Same thing yeah. with the Bills. I got no issue with the Bills. We got plenty of plenty of friends of the pod who are Bills fans. Fun to see Josh Allen do what very few people can do. And we'll get to the Bills Chiefs game in a minute. But that one, I would imagine is gonna be pretty fun to watch. Yes. I there's there is absolutely no reason the Bengals can't go into Tennessee and win this game. Yeah, absolutely no, no reason. Who knows what we're gonna get out of Derrick Henry? I will say, he's oh, before that, before like, we get any further though, uh, we gotta scrap the whole Joe's last name thing. It just from now on, it's just just it's just Joe Brr from now on. Like, are you have it, you not seen those memes? No, just, just they they'll just deep fry pictures of him with the cigar in his mouth and just call him Joe Burr. No, I've not, I've not seen those. I've seen deep fried pictures of Joe Burrow. I can't say I've seen Damn, the Joe Burr just, memes. Huh. Cool. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. Anyway, continue. That's that's fucking awkward. Yeah, I I, <laughs> like, I, I truly have no idea what. Yeah, that, that's fucking awkward. <laughs> you know, how, like, the memes that you always send me of just like deep fried R.J. Barrett after the next oh, well, well, that's from, or something that's like from that. Nick's shit post. On yeah, Twitter. go follow. I know, Nick's shit post on Twitter. It is a quality account. As you were saying, um, no well, reason Cincinnati can't go in there. And no beat. reason they can't pick up a win and go play for the yeah. go play for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, is Jamar Chase a top five receiver in the NFL right now? Uh, production wise, I'd say so. And you got to yeah. be, you got to be careful. Rookie year, sophomore slump, blah blah blah. This net, this but, right now, today. Yeah. Name me five receivers better than Joe Burrow. Than Joe Burrow. Name me five receivers better than Joe Burrow. Probably a yeah. lot. Yeah, a lot better receivers than Joe Burrow. <laughs> name me five better receivers than Jamar Chase. 
don't actually do it. We're talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The point yeah. being, like, <laughs> he's got every. He's got a case to be right there. Don't challenge me. I'll fucking do it. I'll take Jamar Chase over D Hop this year. Ooh. That's Ooh. not even a hot take. Sheesh. They can do it. Like the defense is bad, but clearly Joe Burrow and the Ch- Chiefs. What team do they play for at the Bengals? Damn, you are you are on I'm all over right? the place today. <laughs> They can keep up with damn near any offense in the league. And, like, yes, the Titans, when they are clicking, can also put up 40 points in a real hurry. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a really fun game. And it's like with what I was going to say about Derrick Henry. He's broken most rules we have for, like, super high usage, high touch count running backs. Like, he is – he's the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Is he coming back with a huge steel plate in his foot? Yeah, he is. Has he not played in eight weeks? Yep. Did he lead the NFL in rushing for like four weeks after he broke his foot? Also, yes. Do Okay, right now, do you well, expect Derrick Henry to come back and be like even, I don't know, 80% just of b- a full-strength Derrick Henry? Before we get into Derrick Henry, I, I had a point I wanted to make on the You're Bengals offense. Like, you're going from Bengals offense to Derrick Henry to the whole thing through the Titans offense, man. We got to go unit by unit here. What do you mean unit by unit? Anyway, what I was going to say about the Bengals offense real quick before we get to Derrick Henry, because I think that is the big just like could pivot the game completely one way or the other. Um, is this Bengals offense, like you said, like it's them and the Niners. Like they don't want to, no one wants to play them. Um, and it's like it, the Bengals have been hot over the last couple of weeks or the last six, seven weeks of the season. Like Josh uh, gracefully, gracefully put in our uh, in our uh, in our comment section. Um, and I know you'll appreciate this as a Joe Mixon fantasy owner. Um, yes. Best the Bengals in the league this year. Yes. The Bengals realized, shit, I should we should probably just throw the ball with Joe Burrow like 40 times a game because he's a top five quarterback in the league. Oh shit! All of a sudden, we are winning like every game now. Pretty crazy. crazy like you said, happens. there there is not an offense that the Bengals cannot keep up with. Uh, the big thing is going to be their O line. We'll get to that in a second. Now we'll get to Derrick Henry. Um, you had asked me a question, which now I've completely forgot. Of course. Do um, you think we get ballpark eighty percent of Derrick Henry at full strength? I, I don't. I, I don't think we do. Um, because look, I, I think. Uh, you, you put it perf- perfectly like he's the exception, not the rule about literally everything we know about a human being, a running back, running back rules, everything like that. Yes. However, has not played in like eight weeks, has that steel plate in his foot. And I think I would have a lot more confidence if we had seen him come off the IR. And I think at this point, you know, a lot of it might be mind games, too, between the Titans and Bengals. Shit, he might have been ready for the last two weeks well, or something like that. He's been, yeah, he, like they opened his window, obviously. He's he's been practicing since like January 5th. And Ravel said yeah. he's been ramping things up every day, but he needs to be activated off the IR by four o'clock today so to be eligible. Be point. Could all exactly. be a moot point by the time we publish this episode. But, but but regardless, regardless of if it's a moot point or not, it is important because even if he's back, he's not going to be at 100 percent And like you mentioned, it's is it 80%? I don't know. Because also there's a certain, a, you know, there, there's certain value that he still gives as kind of being like that, like distracting factor in the offense of like, if Derrick Henry's there, you can't have less than seven players in the box, even if he's at 50%, right? Well, like and to, to Josh's point here, 
the Titans run game with Deontay Foreman is very similar numbers yeah. wise to Derrick Henry. Obviously Derrick Henry gives you that real home run potential, that big play potential that you're not going to get with Deontay Foreman. No, no disrespect to Deontay. Mm. Maybe not quite the same caliber of, you know, elite level running back that Derrick Henry is. Mm-hmm. But you fall right into my trap though, Matias, about Derrick Henry, you know, probably not doing, you know, full blown Derrick Henry things. Would you be surprised? Or I guess how surprised would you be if Derrick Henry comes back and is, you know, just the goddamn animal? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. That's the you thing. Really I don't see ex- that shot. I don't <laughs> that runs for like 165 yards and two touchdowns. I I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised because, like you said, he's broken everything we think of it. I think the big thing though that we'll like we'll realize is the fact that you'll realize quarters one through three. Again, everyone always talks about this. Derrick Henry quarters one through three, pretty good running back. Fourth quarter, everyone's exhausted. Derrick Henry is like, bet, here we go. If he's not... carry goes up every quarter. Yeah. (laughs) If he's he's not at 100%, A, is he going to make it that deep into the game if he's even playing? B, is he going to have that stamina? You know, either way, the Titans are probably going to like try to manage his workload a little bit. Yeah, yeah. as fresh as they can keep him for the fourth quarter when it matters. But again, like if they, if he comes out and like pops a 70 yard run, and like breaks three dudes faces on the way there. It's like, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, no, that's, that's again, it's just gonna, I don't think it's, it's not what either one of us are expecting per se, but mm-hmm. it would not be the craziest thing in the world. No, I agree. Um, elsewhere on the Titans. Uh, I think this has to be a huge AJ Brown game uh, because I mean, if Derek had, Derrick Henry's not going to be 100%, regardless of if he plays or not. No, he would, and yeah, it's that's, just, that's not the question. It's just like, yeah. what can Derrick Henry do at, you know, 80, 85%? Yeah, and, like, again, like you mentioned, like, the Titans, very, like, impressive wins down the stretch. Like, they they blew out the Dolphins, who are, a, at, at worst, a solid team. The Dolphins are, are middle are of the pack, yeah. yeah. They're fine. They're a 500 team, but they blew them out, and they were hot down the stretch. Uh, they beat the, they beat the Niners on Thursday night football. Um, and then they barely skated by the Texans and they had, and then they, they had some stinkers down the stretch too, where it's just like, shit, like this is not an inspiring number one seed. So I think like this, like if AJ Brown has under a hundred yards, like the Titans aren't winning this game. All right. Well, gun to your head. Who do you like gun to my head? Uh, I like the Bengals. Same. I think, <laughs> I, I think that. You know, I think the what the Raiders could do on the D line against the Bengals offensive line, which okay, regardless of if Jamar Chase has been fantastic this season, has kind of, and kind of validated that pick, their offensive line is still hot doo doo. Like they still bad, but clearly it's not stopping them. No, the thing is, once you figure out a way to get around a good a bad offensive line, if you have enough weapons. That's a different thing. If you can scheme it up enough and you have, you know, the best trio of receivers in the league and you have Joe Mixon, who's a solid running back, just not in fantasy, he like all the way around. Uh, got to fuck you. Anyway, um, like they PFF wise, of course, they support my point. So it's the number one source here. They were the 28th ranked offensive line last season. They're 26 this season. Like they, they got better. They're still hot ass. So still like in the playoffs, I know, I know, but, won the but it, yeah, they're still in the, they're in the playoffs, but it's not because their offensive line has been a revelation. No, but I'm saying it's their offensive line and 
proved me wrong big time. Their offensive uh-huh. line has not stopped them. I know. I'm just my my point being, my point being, the Raiders have a much stronger pass rush than the Titans do. That's what we talked about last season. That's what we talked about this season. And who won had that game? The Bengals. Bro, I picked the Bengals. Let me make my damn point. <laughs> well, you're making a point like you're not picking the Bengals. No, the point I'm making is the Bengals beat a much better pass rush last week. And this week, like the the big way to stop the Bengals is to get pressure on Joe Burrow and to take him down. Like to get in his face and not let him get into that offensive flow. The Titans yes. have a worse pass rush than the Raiders. Yes. And I'm inspired by them being able to survive Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe last week. And I'm not really scared of Bud Dupree this week. Like, that's that, that's the point I'm trying to make. We're, we're arguing the same thing. It took thing. you a fucking minute to get there. But I made it. I've never fucking, I've never taken five minutes yet to appoint myself personally. Anyway, uh, I, as now a so legal game. So we're about taking the Bengals. Yeah. Are you taking the points? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're taking the Bengals, obviously you are. Um, well, yeah. Uh, as now a legal gambler in the state of New York, um, I, uh, I I took a couple of parlays on a couple of different games here. I uh, I think already. I think it's – oh, already, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I did, I, it, this was, I think, five to win 50, and it was Titans win the race to five points. Uh, Ryan Tannehill – Ryan Tannehill, anytime touchdown score – and the Bengals to win by three and a half. The five point ones always sketch me out, but I yeah. do like a Tannehill rushing touchdown. Right, like you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you kind of feel like a, you know, like a at the no, goal I, line, like Tannehill's going to exactly. keep it. Yeah, or, or, yeah, like a, a naked boot just back to yeah. the other side. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're both taking the Bengals plus three and a half here. Yeah. Uh, second game, eight fifteen. In Lambeau, it's going to be like 19 degrees. It might be snowing. It's the six-seeded Niners, obviously, who beat the Cowboys last the, week. Say that again. Six-seeded Niners. Nice. Oh, the 69ers. Um, and the <laughs> the top seed in the NFC, in the Packers. I didn't even think about that until you said it. And I was like, yeah. Ah. Maybe, and it's literally right in front of me. It says hashtag 69ers right in front of my face. Shit. I just deleted it. There it is. Nice. Thank you, Ben. He just... <laughs> Deleted the space in between those. Uh, Packers a top seed, eight fifteen start. Um, this again, every game outside of the one we just talked about is a repeat from the regular season. Uh, it was a thirty twenty eight win for the Packers in week three. Obviously, that doesn't mean shit. At this point, you throw that out. It yeah. doesn't mean sh- it doesn't. It didn't matter. Like if they hadn't played, if it was after week twelve, I'll put some stock into it. Before that, doesn't matter. Well, also with the Niners specifically, there's like pre and post. Yeah, using Debo Samuel the way they now use Debo Samuel, and pre and post anyone being healthy on that team. Also that, uh, but the Packers have just kind of been steamrolling. Uh, a lot, a lot of people have drawn comparisons to 2019 when the Niners blew out the Packers, and they were they were a fraud, 13 win team. Like I think, the I think Packers we can both the agree. Niners. The Packers were like a fraudulent 13 win team. Like they were, they had 13 yeah. wins, and everyone was like, eh, they're not that good. Yeah. I think we both agree that the Packers are worthy of their 13 wins like they are and they should have they would have 15 potentially if if rogers didn't miss a game and if they actually played last week well you know? and again we're getting that's very yeah. like well, well what if they did this or that or this or that it's like this the packers the way okay the tight the, the titans are maybe not so deserving of the one seed the packers have been the best team in the nfc all year long 
probably been the best team in the NFL all year. Yeah. Fair to say? They're yeah. in the conversation. Yep. Semantics. Yeah, yeah. So you're taking the Bengals. Anyway, uh, big thing for me in this one, obviously injuries were going to shift things a lot. Joey Bosa went out. Fred Warner went out. We saw uh, heard Jimmy G apparently fucked up his shoulder a little bit. That's apparently not a problem. Yeah, All I, three I of them. I a full go in practice this week. Yeah. The playoffs. Like, yeah. Shan- Shanahan, Shanahan said his thumb is bothering him more than the shoulder. Well, that would be the issue, especially in the yeah. cold. But yeah, especially because you know he's not good. But you know, is, is um, Jimmy G a, a a small hands quarterback? I I don't know. I'm not sure, honestly, because um, I know Joe Burrow's a small hands quarterback, and obviously yeah, exactly. that does not matter. Um, but so they're both going to play. Uh, David Bakhtiari is going to play. He is a small hands quarterback. He's uh, 25th percentile. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking the Packers. I'm not taking. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, Bakhtiari barely played in week 18. It was kind of just like a window dressing type thing. Get him I love field, using it. Yeah. yeah. Um, if Joey Bosa's playing, like Bosa's been lining up against left tackles. Nick. Like also that. If Nick Bosa <laughs> plays, uh, lining up against left tackles. I was going to say Joey Bosa lines up against left tackles. So Nick was like, bet, I'll do the same thing. Uh, I don't know what kind of status Bakhtiari is looking at here, but like. I, mean, I would assume they're going to do everything in their power to get yeah. him on the field. And, but it's like, if you've, you've been, I mean, he'll, he'll be good to go. He'll be good to go. It's just, he'll be good to go. But it's yeah. like, that's the type of yeah. thing where it's like, that's, that's one of those things where like the Packers in their facility this week are saying like, guys, like not a damn word about David Bakhtiari to the media this week. Like, well, no, he, I mean, I mean, he played in week 18. They kept him like, out. You're, you're not saying a damn yeah. word about like how, you know, how he looks good at practice. You know, he's mm-hmm. coming around. Like he'll take it. Like you're not saying a damn thing about it. No. And no one's no one's fucking touching him either. No, exactly. Uh, two two it's, big it's, pieces it's though. For, it's tough for us to sit here and be like, oh, like how's he going to be? Like we have no idea. Like if he's no. completely, I know I'm field, an insider, but I just can't say it. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to rap texting me before yeah. his tweet about Joe Shane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I have a pronunciation guide on it? Or? Uh, no, I had to do that myself. <laughs> anyway, those are big. But two other huge injuries for the Packers. We've been talking about, again, best team in the NFL all season. And they've had, they've been without two of their best defensive players. If not, they've been without their best defensive player in Zadarius Smith, who played 18 snaps in week one and went out. Is Zadarius Smith better than Jair? Okay. So 1A and 1B, maybe. Sean, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking I don't know. Rashawn Gary's been a beast this year and has made up for it. But the fact of the matter is that their top two defensive players, Jair Alexander and Darius Smith, have not played basically all season. J- yes. Jair Alexander got hurt week four. Darius Smith got hurt week one. They're both hopeful returns. If they're both back, even if they're playing like 15, 20 snaps, like you have you have you have Darius Smith down like as a third down rusher. Like that's fucking huge, man. Like, well, it's just like it's it's frustrating to try to like break down this game because the same deal as Bakhtiari. Like we have absolutely no idea like, <laughs> what their roles are going to look like. That's I'm all gonna, we've heard. Hopeful if they're returns. Full go. You're looking at a number one corner and a dominant edge rusher making things real difficult for this Niners offense. And again, as we saw last week against the Cowboys, who have a dominant, albeit very unique corner in, in Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Diggs and then Micah Parsons coming off the edge. Like you saw, just saw the Niners beat a team like that, and they were both healthy. And well, Trayvon Diggs is well, that was a, a unique corner, but someone you gotta like, you, certainly have, to, you <laughs> certainly have to game plan for. And yeah, be like, just, you gotta be, 
hey, just fake them out one time. You gotta be conscientious of like how and when you're gonna take your shots on yeah. a Trayvon Diggs because he will make you pay if you if you miss your that chance. one play. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. Um, it was yeah, a third. It was a third down. It was like a corner route. Ayuk was lined up against Trayvon Diggs one on one. No safety helped. He kind of faked inside. Diggs thought they were gonna throw it. Jumped it as, as if he was gonna have a pick six. Ayuk breaks out. Diggs basically falls on the ground, and of course Jimmy G overthrows him. But there, there were a couple plays there where Ayuk just put him in a goddamn blender, bro. Like I don't know exactly which play you're talking about. Uh, for what it's worth, that this is a funny story. I uh, so the great company of Learfield, uh, they put me up at a hotel this past weekend because we had weather down here in Winston. Oh, they they was it actually like worth it? Because they they it offered was pretty to put, gross. It was pretty okay. bad out. Like because they, they they offered to put me in one one time, and I was like, no, I, I'm good. And then it that's literally your mistake. Just, and then it that's literally just didn't rain. I will take two free nights at the Marriott anytime. Oh my god, what do you mean? I'll Continue. take two free nights at the Marriott in downtown Winston Salem. Absolutely. But so I get back from my game like right around when the first quarter of the, the Cowboys Niners game is starting. Mm-hmm get back from the studio, get changed. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go watch this game at the hotel bar. Like eight person line just to like get like a, because they're doing like limited seating or whatnot, just like get in. Uh, and then I ended up like sort of kind of watching the game with these two like random dudes at the bar, but it was fun. Classic. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was good. Like you met, you know, two all American boys, just, just a bunch of guys watching football. Let's see it. It was great stuff. But uh, guys being dudes. Exactly. So I kind of missed the first like half or so of the Niners Cowboys games, like waiting to get mm-hmm. in and get settled and whatnot. Uh, where was I going with that? Right. What <laughs> the second half, which is obviously, you know, the more consequential of the two halves of football as things tend to go. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going, man. Let me rock. Oh, this God. Niners team and Kyle Shanahan deserves the absolute lion's share of the credit for this. They're so creative offensively. Like it, it's mm-hmm. so funny when you see Jimmy G get kind of like caught out when like they, you know, when the Cowboys were kind of like the Cowboys would get into right coverage and Jimmy G would have to like create a platform and like you know get to his like third or fourth three and then just like oh boy mm-hmm. like this is sketchy. The Niners are damn good at making sure that does not have to happen, mm-hmm. and they've got guys like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and they've as Kyle Shanahan teams always do, they manufacture a run game with guys that you've never heard of at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell, RB1 for the Niners and the goddamn in the NFC divisional round. Is he a six-round pick? He's a rookie. I don't know. He's literally a rookie. Like, what, how high were people drafting Trey Sermon in fantasy this year? Yeah. Fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. Like People were looking at him as like, oh, it'll take a couple of weeks, but like he's going to be cooking for the Niners this year. Here we are again. The Niners are creating a run game out of nowhere, and Debo Samuel is doing things that have quite literally never. Bro, he made, he made Tevin Coleman cook. Like <laughs> the if of how do I want to phrase this? Clearly, from a talent perspective, the Niners are undermanned in this game. Mm-hmm. I love Kyle Shanahan. I love the Shanahan Lafleur matchup. I feel like I have to kind of lean. Packers at home in a bad weather game, but it's also real difficult to bet against Kyle Shanahan right now. Yeah, that's 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 what scares me a little bit. They they just completely revamped. They've completely revamped their offensive attack by there's like yeah you know we're gonna hand the ball off to Debo Samuel and also throw him like ten routes a game. Mm-hmm. A couple of Debo Samuel throw a pass. I don't know maybe. Fuck it. 
Why not? I, a couple, couple, three numbers to give you here before we get into our, our predictions. A um, couple of these from PFF, of course, and they support my point. So, of course. Uh, first one, Packers since week 12, 28th in rush defense in the league. Not good. Not good. Niners, good at scheming up running lanes. Very good at that. Mm. Cowboys did not look good at times in their rush lanes. Yeah, I love, um, love to see it. Second one. Uh, and this is kind of inconsequential to this game, but more so to that point you made about, you know, preventing Jimmy G from getting out and making those third, fourth reads. Um, obviously, like PFF tracks turnover worthy plays. Right. Plays, regardless of if it ended in a turnover or a pass or what, like should have been a turnover. Um, and obviously, once you're breaking containment and you're scrambling the pocket because a play is broken down, you're going to have more big-time throws like they like to track and more turnover-worthy plays, not rocket science. Um, from their tracking, Jimmy G has zero big-time throws when a play breaks down and he kind of scrambles and has 12 turnover-worthy plays. That's the season. So it kind of shows like – That makes yeah, a whole lot of sense. <laughs> it kind of shows it's just like he's not going to take those big shots, but he's also could get you into a lot of trouble. And if um, the Niners – I guess kind of last point here so we can keep moving. Yeah. If the Niners get into a place where they need Jimmy G to like – lead them to a win yep game's over they need to take the Packers money line live and go on with your life they need to control the pace of the game uh last point Niners bottom 10 EPA per play in 10 plus yard attempts not good when you're playing against Aaron Rodgers even though he might not have uh Marquez Valdez Scantling MVS here's my uh here's my juicy uh same game parlay I got Packers minus five and a half you with me there I don't know. Five and a half seems like a lot. Packers at home in a bad weather game. I want to like it. One. Yeah. But I but I mm, I might like the Niners to cover there. Okay. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, over 64 and a half rush yards. Over. That one's tough. Okay. Uh, Alan Lazard, over 45.5 yards. 54.5 is what you wrote. But hey, What did I say? 45. Super cool. Um under okay uh i'm i might be out ah i'm kind of just predicting just one one chunk play i'm taking the under either way uh iuk over 44 and a half receiving yards uh you bet five dollars on that you get 65 beans so that's what i got that's That's what i got rolling here i'm i'm a a small better like that man like i I throw i throw five ten here and there you know um so what do you think are you thinking packers to win but Niners points. I kind of like the Niners to cover. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'll okay. have to I'll have to make my decision later. But okay. Classic yeah. Ben just pushing it. Look, man, I, I um, like to have all available. What did the Knicks get fined for? New York Knicks organization has been fined twenty five thousand dollars for violating league rules governing media access by refusing to make Julius Randle available after last night's game versus Pelicans. Oh, after scored like four points. Yeah. It was like a yeah. minus twenty six. Whatever. We'll talk about them in a bit. Uh, two games, two games on Sunday. Let's keep moving along. I'm gonna go. We're gonna try to go through these in the next 15 minutes. Let's we'll see what um, First Sunday game. Sunday's got a better slate. Uh, Rams the four seed and the Bucks the two seed. Bucks a two and a half point favorite. Three o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Rams had a 10 point win week three. Obviously, it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, we'll start with this crazy stat. Brady has played a full season or what used to be a full season's worth of divisional games. He's 14 and two in divisional games. That's fucking nuts. Wow. 
That is insane, man. Like, I foolishly bet I, I, I took the Eagles plus nine or plus eight and a half. Well, last everyone week. was saying take the Eagles to cover. Yeah. That was, like, was a just, popular, like, and I'm an idiot. Eagles you know. to cover. Uh, they got shit on. Although, to be fair, they were a drive away from covering. Fair enough. Big thing here is going to be Tristan Wirth's availability. Uh, Brady at this stage in his career and honestly has kind of been like, the, as opposed to the yeah. other stages of Tom Brady's career. But, as a but especially, especially now, um, protection wise off the tackles, you obviously need that to be there. Tristan Wirth has a high ankle sprain. He was not like is not favorable for him to come back yeah, in. It, it didn't look I'd, good. I'd be shocked. I'd be very surprised if Tristan Wirth He is more than likely not going to play, and that is a problem when you play against Mr. Aaron Donald. And and just the, the Rams' D-line in general. In general. And very just, good. Yeah. Yes, very good. Um, look, I mean, the Bucks are down two of their top three receivers. Godwin's obviously Chris done. Godwin tore the ACL. Who's, what happened with the other guy? Antonio Brown. I don't know. Uh, I think he had a disagreement with the team or something. Not. not I think sure. it's. I think it's like a, it, it's a. Uh, it's it's the media pushing a narrative. He was he was he was too busy uh, violating COVID protocols and then faking his vax card. So, so yeah. And then but overall, quitting on the team. But. Overall, good person, Antonio Brown. Um, look, I mean, this is a this is a Rams team that has the tools to be a Super Bowl champion, right? Like you got you got a shut down corner. You have a smart coach. The best defensive player in the game along your D line. You have a good quarterback. Hey, you have you have weapons on offense. You have a good offensive line. Yeah, the best. Even if, got the triple crown winner in Cooper Cup yeah, this year. Like mentioned that he, they have the tools. And it's just Cup didn't even get all that involved in the Cardinals game. No, he ba- he I, out of they, did. Early. they didn't really yeah. have to. But like even early, I think he only had like one catch in the first half. Yeah, I think the like the. The trenches are going to be huge in this game because you saw in that Cardinals game, the Rams had like three or four runs in that first half or in that first quarter. Like I think the first drive it was, they kind of just like ripped off like chunk plays. Sony Michelle, yeah. like the first run had like a 25 yard run, had another like 12 yard run. Just kind of complete. If, if the Rams are running the ball that well, like you're Which kind of fired. Well, that's yeah. what it all comes off of. Like, yeah. I don't know if Josh is still in the chat or whatnot, but there's a lot of similarities between 2018 Jared Goff and this year's version of Matthew Stafford, which uh-huh. is interesting. But of course, the big yes. difference there is 2018 Jared Goff takes the Rams. Jared Goff takes the Rams to the Super Bowl, wills mm-hmm. them to the big one. He puts them on their back. Maybe, maybe not quite like that. No. But then you need Jared Goff to make a throw, and it's like, ah, shit. Well, that's that's exactly. I hate when we have you know, and obviously, well, people have conversation without nuance. How crazy we would never. I, we would never. This is a we break things down. Pod. I both can be true. The fact that numbers wise, like efficiency wise, Stafford and Golf very similar seasons. But at the end of the day, they got Stafford because he can do things that Golf can't, and that a has not that Jared Golf can't do. That has not changed. That's why, like, certain keys here. Bucks need to be able to run the ball. Brady was the top rusher. The last time they met, I didn't he had, even realize that he had 14 yards. Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at the box scores. I was like, all right, is there anything I need to? I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh, Tom Brady you know, them in rushing. Not good. I mean, Godwin had like 80 yards in that game. That's fucking huge. Like Robert Woods had 40 yards in that game. Like, I like the Bucks need to be able to establish the run because they are down their receivers. Um, and the Rams need to be able to get into a favorable position because. Yes. Can Matthew Stafford win you a game? He can. 
would you feel a lot more comfortable if he didn't have to do everything? Absolutely. The Rams want to play their style of football where they are. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's the knock on Sean McVay right now is like, we haven't really seen Sean McVay, I guess like adapt and adjust when like the McVay way isn't quite working the way he wants it to. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. I honestly, I, I look, we all know I'm not taking Brady, but I do truly like the Rams in this game. I do too, but I'm not fucking touching this thing, dude. I I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Everything about me says, take the Rams plus two and a half. And then everything's like, bro, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Okay. Basically the way I see this game kind of playing out, looking into my crystal ball here Mm -hmm. is that the bucks are just not going to have enough weapons to really keep up. Look, Mike Evans is a monster, but I like Jalen Ramsey against anybody in the league. Mm -hmm. Save for like, I don't know, Kadarius Tony or someone, but (laughs) Aaron Donald was absolutely on one against the Cardinals. But Dante Pettis. (laughs) (laughs) That for a deep cut. Hell yeah, that's a deep cut for you. Um, Where was it? Aaron Donald, absolutely on one against the Cardinals, and he's on that like very short list of players who can single-handedly wreck your game. Mm-hmm. Like when Aaron Donald is playing that way, there's truly nothing that can be done about it. Mm-hmm. If he's having one of those runs where, you know, if you look into the crystal ball and like, all right, you know, Rams win the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald playoff run, I don't know, six sacks, seven sacks. And you're thinking like, holy shit. Like that was one of the most dominant playoff performances we've ever seen. And you're not that surprised because it's Aaron Donald. Yeah. I think uh, I, I saw the stat of the top six uh, rushers, this season in terms of gen- generating pressures, there's only one player on there who's not an edge. And obviously it's a lot easier to get pressure if you're an edge. Take a well, wild guess. Fair, they line up Aaron Donald on the edge a fair amount, but. But no, but he lines he's not, up. He's, he's not an edge defender. Yeah, he, he's an inside rush. They also do line him up on the edge, but that's a different conversation. Yes. That's not really yes. a conversation. I'm right. I'm right. Point being. <laughs> I I don't really know where to go. I think I agree with you that I think in the end, the Bucks aren't going to have enough weapons, but I don't trust the Rams enough to be, you know, like to get into that comfortable stage in this game. Because I do think like there is that volatility that comes with Matthew Stafford and just the Rams as a whole is if, if things are not going according to plan to start this game and they're not controlling the pace, like, Shit could go south really fast. Get out of hand quickly. Yes. Let's let's not act like the Bucks don't also, have a fantastic as, defense. They're the Rams aren't going to be able to run the ball. Like, you know. And I, last point on this game, as cliche as it is, would you be terribly shocked at Tom Brady like turning I don't know Scotty Miller into like the hero of the game? Seven catches, a hundred some odd yards, and a big late touchdown to ice it. Don't worry, Scotty's making an appearance in our uh, in our rapid fire. Uh, Bowers bombs. Scotty the thotty, bro. It's crazy. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so where are you going in this game? You got to give me an answer. I'm not touching it, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm This is the only one I don't have a. Actually, no, I'm not touching the next one either. Look, I'm just, I'm going all Saturday. I'm not betting on Brady. I'm not taking, I'm not. I, you will not catch me saying I think Tom Brady will win a football game. Mm. I'm taking, I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half. I can't tell you who's going to win this game though. It might like it might be a one point bucks win. I think it might be a two game. Might be a two point bucks win. I I hope it is. It'll be fun. Hard but, analysis. That's bad. It's gonna be a good game, guys. Or I hope it's gonna be. And you know, last but not least, 
if all else fails, if all three games are bad, we got this banger to look forward to. Which, to be Some... fair, we said the same thing last year. Super fair. We but did I think say it's the little, same thing last year. I think it's a little different, and we'll talk about why. Um, I will say, first of all, I have I'm doing a game on Sunday at four o'clock. Oh, not ideal. Uh, even worse is in Staten Island. Um, but brutal. It's it's women's ball, so I should be out in about an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, I'll be out by five thirty. Could be able to get home by the time this game starts. And the best part is this game will probably be over by nine o'clock, which is when Euphoria starts. So. Just, Are you on the Euphoria wave? Oh, I am, dude. That show. This game, no, this game's not over by nine o'clock. Six thirty start. Three and a half hours. Like, come this on. This game's dude. not over by nine o'clock. Yeah, dude. Think about it. Like, think. I, four, I, I am thinking about it. Four four o'clock starts are done by seven o'clock. All right, but this is the playoffs. I'm saying this game is more than likely done in three and a half hours. Also, we have two minutes left. Uh, on our on our IG live. On the live. All right. So. Let's stop it right here because we're going to talk about this game for more than two minutes. All right. Did you miss us? Because we're back. We got part two coming your way, talking a little bit of Bills, Chiefs around the corner. We got some Knicks coming up. Hey, I get to on the right account. I uh, get to roast Ben because his Knicks are hot garbage. We're not uh, even, that's not even, that's not Knicks, even. Are, Knicks are below a 500 team. Knicks uh, won 7 of 10, bro. Try to argue otherwise. Hello, Stratton. It's nice to see you. I miss you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Hey, Billy. Nice to see you as well. Um, Let all right, Ben, in. join the goddamn live, Ben. I requested it, bro. Like, oh, baby, I miss you, big strat. Hope you're doing well, brother. <laughs> oh, my god, that was <laughs> fucking gross. All right, part two of SFS. We touched on every divisional game up to this point. We roasted the Giants a good amount, always a good way to start the show. Um, of course, we got we off topic a good lot amount of shows by just picking on the Giants. I mean, like, I kind yeah. of charge on it to be fair. I, to be fair, like we both have teams that have just been roasted a lot over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, you've you've shit on the Patriots a good amount over the last two years. Yep. You know, uh, Spurs. I stand by, I stand by every yep. comment I've ever made. Super fair. That's fine. Um, you know, the Spurs. You know, even when they're bad, you just don't have a lot to roast on because it's just like, you know, who, who gives a shit about the Spurs outside the Spurs? And for me, it's the fucking Mets. So <laughs> you know, just the gift that keeps on giving. But. Anyway, uh, banger alert of this is most more than likely going to be the best game this weekend. Third seeded Bills, second seeded Chiefs. It's a shame it's not the AFC championship game, but we'll have to settle for this. One and a half point favorite for the Chiefs at home, 630 start. I hope this is just a fucking bloodbath, dude. I hope I hope we get like a Rams. What was it a? The Rams Chiefs that like yeah, Monday Rams night football Chiefs, game that was like 50 to 41 or something. Fuck it, dude. Give me, give that me like where Jared 40. Goff put up 50 points that one and, and let a game winning drive. Yeah, that one to like fucking Chris Everett or whatever his name was. Gerald George. Everett. Gerald Everett. Yeah, Chris yeah. Everett is someone else. I think he's an MMA fighter or something. I have I don't no know. clue who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> anyways, is there anything you're not looking at in this game, honestly? <laughs> uh, the run game because I don't think either team's gonna fucking run the ball. Fair enough. Um, it's it just it's satisfying knowing that both these teams are coming in off of monster performances. Pat Mahomes, you know, threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. I think I saw it was in like 13 minutes of game time, which is the fastest anyone's ever thrown for five touchdowns by like 10 minutes. Four of them were underhand too. I'm pretty sure. Were they? Sure four of them were underhand, something like that. 
Damn. There are, there are multiple underhand touchdowns. So yeah, he had one to Jarek McKinnon. He had one to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey also threw one. Well, I'm talking about Mahomes. Yeah, I know. He might have. Regardless. Anyways, not what we're talking about. <laughs> and then, God, what did, what did the Bills do last weekend? Not sure. The Bills. I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure Josh Allen carved up a Bill Belichick defense in the playoffs. Uh, seven drives, seven touchdowns, no punts. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what happened. What I'll say is what Josh Allen, and the Bills played well as a team, but what Josh Allen showed last week is that, like, wait, if he's... Way to give credit. Yeah. Um, he is... He has the potential to be best quarterback in the league, and he has... I mean, he and, didn't just show that last week. No, I know. I know, but you go, you go think about like who and in what situation he did it against. Like, I don't give a shit if that first game at the Patriots beat the Bills is fluky. Like, there is a reason that you don't want to play Bill Belichick in the playoffs, no. especially if you're a young quarterback. And look, Josh Allen has kind of seen it all at this point. So he's like, it's like calling Jason Tatum young. Yes, technically he's still he's, young. He but he's young by the terms of quote unquote time. Yeah, but he's yeah, not young experience wise. Yeah. Josh Allen is young age-wise. He's not young experience-wise. He showed last week that, like, if he's clicking, he's literally unstoppable, and he has the skill set that no other quarterback has. Lamar can run like him, but he doesn't have the power he has, and he doesn't have the throwing ability he has. Mahomes can't run like him. Like, he is the most unique quarterback in the league. Agree or disagree, right? Agree. I, I'm taking Mahomes over Allen. Like, oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about who's better. I'm talking okay, about okay. pure uniqueness. There's no one. If the way he ran the ball last week, the way he threw the ball last week in shitty conditions too, no one else in the I league. Mean, can there do were that. probably a dozen some odd throws that Josh Allen made last week that I like. I like visibly absurd. and like audibly reacted to. I was watching alone in a hotel room, just being like, "Holy shit!" Like. <laughs> There was one he threw. It was like the, I think it was one of the last touchdowns to Emmanuel Sanders, I want to say. In the, in the back corner. Yeah. Just a laser from 40 yards. Yep. It looked like he just like put the ball on a guy, on like the Skycam cable. Like, I knew it was literally just, it, it was funny. It took me about 15 minutes in terms of game time to be like, well, we're not winning this game. Like, yeah. I, and like, and it, it wasn't even like, ah, shit isn't breaking our way. Cause it really wasn't, but it was also just, well, yeah, the shit we, that wasn't breaking yeah. your way was Josh Allen was well, murdering you guys. You're just getting fucking carved up, man. Like it was just one of those where it's just like, regardless of the stakes of the game, we are just like, like when that Falcons game, the, the Falcons Super Bowl, right? The Patriots yeah. were down, the Patriots were down, you know, a good amount of points. If you don't remember. Mm-hmm, no. And even in that game, I was like, ah, shit. Some shits, some things are just not breaking our way. The pick six, like, things were just oh, – things, things were kind of fluky. This game was just like, there's nothing fluky here. They yeah. are just ripping us apart. I saw, I saw a lot of people on, like, Twitter and Instagram talking about, like, oh, my God, the, 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 the Pats just didn't show up. The effort wasn't there. It's like, bro, they could have played the goddamn game of their life. We talked about this at the top of the show. They are playing with two mm-hmm. practice squad corners. That was always going to be a mess. But the Bills did not miss. I mean, seven drives, seven touchdowns. Hey, and a to quote the great Snoop Dogg. To quote the great Snoop Dogg, he don't miss. That motherfucker don't miss. In the heat of battle. Ah, he's good. Gotta say this, that we're actually back on the air. Eli Manning wearing a death row records chain. Oh, 
So funny. So funny. I, I love the Manning cast, man. Sure, it's, it's so like good. gonna, you know, it's like gonna destroy our industry. And I don't care. Well, I mean, so funny. Yeah. Uh, I one of your friends in the chat, Bill's fan, Midwood legend Bartek Zyskowski. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I hope so. Bartek, damn, he's got the Bart on him. Good for you going to the going to KC for the game, man. That's awesome. Send send some pictures. We'll we'll feature you on SFS. You know? He's not wrong. Greatest offensive performance of all time. <laughs> all right, all right. He's there. I mean, look, seven touchdown drives and seven possessions in a playoff game against a division rival and pretty much public enemy number one for every other team in the league. Against against the greatest defensive. Hey, let's go. Against the, the, the greatest right? coach of all time. Like the the boogeyman of a defensive coach. Like it just I, I don't give a shit how embarrassed my team got on national television. I came away from that game and I was like, damn, all right, yeah, you guys got it. Go ahead. Like, good luck. <laughs> you know, like it's, and so, I wasn't salty. I was just embarrassed. That's we all. said the same thing <laughs> last year when the Chiefs and Bills played in the playoffs, and the Chiefs smoked them. Yeah. Like 18 points, 20 points. They, they won by 18, but it wasn't that close. It wasn't close. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I you won by 18 like that's the, the bills were up nine nothing and then from there 38 to 11 so yes yeah so and we've seen we've seen this hype before and had it let down but both of these teams are coming in hot and doing exactly what we know they're capable of and i i i think it's different too i really do think it's different than last year last year was just like the bills have arrived on the scene they're this upstart team Ah shit! And like that picture of Stefan Diggs, just like looking at the celebration, like ah, yeah, oh, like, we'll be ah, back, word, like word. we'll be there. No, this is like no, this is this is them. Like they are a legit team. This is legit. The two best teams in the AFC, yeah, going head to head. Like and I'm so fucking excited because the Bills have been up and down a little bit this week, uh, th- this season, and then last week they were just like, all right, let's remind you, this is what we can well, do. And it, it, it speaks to a sense of like. All right, like we're not here to, to fuck around. Yeah. Like obviously yeah. you're not playing because I don't feel like there is, you know, people talk about like jump over to the NBA, you know, LeBron teams flip a switch come postseason time. Like it's kind of a cliche, but like there is a, a sense of like, all right, we're in the playoffs. Like it is time to lock it in. Like we're mm-hmm. practicing hard. We're going 110% every day of the week. Like you got to, you, the best teams find that extra 10% come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And clearly both the Bills and the Chiefs, practiced hard last week and came out Mahomes threw 400 yards five touchdowns the bills put up 50 damn near 50 points on bill belichick like yeah can't do much more than that but you're gonna need to have a similar type of performance i think whoever comes out on top i'm not touching it whoever wins this game is you're gonna have to put up some serious points yeah right. um Bart wants a score prediction I'll, I'll give the man a score prediction uh you're not gonna like it chiefs win 42 35 Oh, I was about to say 4338. Damn. Nice. And for no reason. I just I'm vibing with those numbers. Um, but yeah, I'm not like I, I have no confidence that's actually gonna stick. I just gotta give the man some predictions. I, I, the Chiefs at home, I like as like a general principle. Mm-hmm. Take the over. <laughs> you want yeah. some money? It's 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 like 54. It's 54. Take the over. Um, just real quick. We, we've talked enough on the show and just everyone has about the Chiefs, their big defensive turnaround. But again, their offense was a big problem too. This is since week 10. This is since the, uh, since the, it had the Giants stinker and then the Packers stinker. 
Um, right. So 41 against the Raiders, 19 against the, the Cowboys. Who had a phenomenal defense this year, yeah. to be fair. 22 against the Broncos, 48 against the Raiders, 34 against the Chargers, 36 against the Steelers, 31 against the Bengals. They lost, but still 31 against the Bengals. 28 against the Broncos. And then last week, 42 against the Steelers. Like this is also the kind of, the kind of offense that's been ramping things up. But once you get to the playoffs, they've been there before. Like if you're an upstart team, like if you're the bills, for instance, yeah. If you're the Bengals last season, you're not just like, all right, we're coasting to the playoffs. Now it's time to turn shit up. The bills last year, you were kind of just ripping it this year. The bills, I, you do get that sense that they're like, okay, we're good, but we know the main goal is a playoffs. We know we're going to be there. Now we're going to turn shit up. Like I've always, as a general like rule of thumb, I've always thought that like you know, every like every team that looks like they're on the verge of becoming a dynasty, like you know the Bills last year, you got to lose one. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're going to lose like the one. Jags, like the Jags, exactly. You gotta lose one. I stand by the Jags should have beat the Pats in that NFC Championship game. It that doesn't matter, bro. You can't you can't buy into those fraud teams, man. You can't buy into the okay, fraud but the team. Bills last year for a like the Knicks example. can't buy into those fraud teams, bro. <laughs> you can't even say you got. You what I'm saying nice. here is you got to lose one, and I think I don't know that might have been the one for the Bills last year or the Chiefs even the 2018 AFC Championship game, which mm-hmm. again no, the Chiefs literally should have won, should have won. Even you said it, it should have won. You got to lose one. The uh-huh. Chiefs lost that one, then went out and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just that's the same thing with the Patriots this year. You got to lose one. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, we, we've kind of um, both said we're last thing on or, yeah. uh, the last thing I was going to say on the Chiefs. Stratton's also correct. Um, Zion <laughs> coming to the Knicks is solved that or solved slash like was willing to come to terms with just like take your check down. Mm-hmm. When teams kind of figured out, like, oh, you can play too high against the Chiefs, like it was always too simple to just assume that, like, Ah, yes. It's funny way, that it's the, way it's the same thing for both Mahomes these teams. Is cover two. Is that really like wow, crazy? How, how'd you figure that one out, guys? Whoa. But Mahomes has gotten more patient and has kind of come to terms with the fact, like, hey, I'll take my check downs, force him to come up, force him to play some man. Oh, that's Tyreek Hill one on one on the outside. Bad. Bad. <laughs> and like, look, this Bills defense has been fantastic. They still don't have their top corner. They lost Davius White for the season. It hasn't been a problem to this point. No. Will it be a Will it be a problem this week? Who knows? We'll see. But it is on last point. Like back to what you said about the cover two. It's funny that both of these teams were kind of in that same boat where Josh Allen was like, "Ah, shit, dude, I don't want to fucking check down every time." And then finally, they were like, "All right, bet we'll check down." And it's both of these teams that finally figured it out after that. I mean, Tom Brady won six Super Bowls by just checking it down. That's all he did. No. Oh. Over to the NBA trade deadlines right around the corner, February 10th. As we right. get, it's like it's like on the next block. I don't know if they right around the corner. Okay, it, it's it's like a city block away though. February 10th. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a city avenue away. Yeah. Um, a couple points we're gonna get to. We'll obviously cover it a lot more as we get closer. Um, we'll, we'll start with the Knicks, man. Last night, another fucking stinker against yeah. the Pelicans. Got outscored by like 15. I don't know what kind of dumbass would have live bet the line when it was like nine and a half. Uh, couldn't tell you. Um, but the big news they made was trading for Cam Reddish. Um, I, uh, my, okay. So I saw the initial tweet and I was like, my, truly my first thought was that there's gotta be something more. Mm-hmm. We gave up nothing 
Mm-hmm. Give up the one time Eastern Conference rookie of the month, which really, <laughs> really hurts to give up Kevin Knox. Uh, 20, what do you call him? December, baby Kevin Durant? Baby Kevin, baby KD. I think it was December 2018. Oh, Kevin Knox won Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. He also won Summer League MVP. So we gave up a former Summer League MVP and a one-time Rookie of the Month. <laughs> uh, and a first-round pick we basically got for free last year by trading down to still get Quentin Grimes. Which is apparently, oh you know, this is the type of, like, you know, after the fact that apparently we wanted Kevin Quentin Grimes the entire time anyways. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'll choose to believe it. Uh, and in return, cap. we got Solomon Hill who was injured and now waived yep. a and he's done for the season. Anyway, 25 second round pick and cam reddish. Yeah. Highest that pick can be, um, or the highest, the, the Charlotte pick can be, excuse me, is, uh, 15 is yeah. 15, 15 and 20, 24. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. If it but gets yeah, heavily protected first round pick that if it doesn't ever convey, it just becomes two seconds. Yeah. That's I think a there, steal. there are two thievery. There, there, there are two parts to this. It is a huge win for the Knicks, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a loss for the Hawks. Because well, the Hawks, go I, ahead. I, I know where you're going with this. The yeah. Hawks have bigger plans. Like clearly, and Kevin Schlank, Shank, Schlank, whatever the Hawks GM, Schlank, Schlank. Schlank, basically, literally went on Atlanta radio. This is a wild mm-hmm. move, which I very much respect him for. Actually, he was like, this, "This is like a Big Ben type move, man." Like he's just <laughs> he's like, Jerry Jones type beat. Like, yeah, it ain't working. Like, we got to figure something out. No, he literally said, maybe I should have reconsidered bringing all these guys back. Yes. And he's like, bro, what? Like, like well, fucking no. The Hawks are- Kevin, Kevin Herter's like, Kevin Herter's like, damn, bro, you're talking about me, aren't you? Like, <laughs> The Hawks have a worse record than the Knicks right now. Yeah. They were they were under five, three games under 500 when they made yes. that trade. And it's like, so they're clearly angling for something else. That first round pick. It's not the most valuable first-round pick you're going to find on the market this year, but it's a first-rounder, maybe, eventually. It's a trade piece. It's let's a trade not, piece. Let's not beat around the bush. And, like, realistically, if you're projecting two, three years out, the, the Hornets are, I guess, if you're the Charlotte Hornets, you hope you're a playoff team in two or three years. Yeah, playoff team last year. Playoff team last year. Playing team last year. Top eight. Yeah. Top six. Cam Reddish is such a great low risk, high reward piece. He's still a full season away from needing to make a decision on his extension. He's eligible for it this off season. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's not going to get his extension this off season. Mm-hmm. 12 points mm-hmm. a game on a super crowded team, which admittedly he comes to another very crowded team in the front court, but mm-hmm. in my perfect world, he takes some of Evan Fournier. My mic's on the other side. He takes some of Evan Fournier. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't really hear you right now. <laughs> he takes some of Evan Fournier's minutes. You know, maybe we run some like RJ at the two, Cam at the three, Julius at the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really the spacing you want there, but you know, he's shooting thirty eight percent from deep. Cam Cam has not. He's shooting thirty eight percent from deep over the full season. Yeah, but it, the volume's not the volume's not there. Like you don't need it's him not, to be a volume shooter right now. He's shooting thirty eight percent from deep. Uh, but I'm I'm talking about numbers being a little skewed. Like he Atlanta has been better with him off the court this year like let's let's not beat around let's not beat around the bush this is an upside this is an upside swing here for the knicks and it's a great move it's a great move regardless of what there's yeah the risk is almost quite literally zero so the the let's let's again quantify why the hawks made this move is that they have to fucking pay some guy they paid a lot of guys this year and they're gonna have to pay a lot of guys oh almost ended the video yes um they're gonna have to pay a lot of guys next year too 
or they, they also would have, have to pay a lot of guys. Those have DeAndre Hunter. And like, if you think about like yeah. two, you can't find me two more similar, like types of players. Well, no, I mean, think DeAndre about Hunter between, think about between Kevin Herter, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, RJ, uh, RJ Hunter. Yes. Yeah. RJ Hunter is also one of the player. best March Madness shots of all time. Great, yeah. great play. Um, but again, between those four players, like you're not like you, they you can't have all four of them and expect to pay all four of them. That's the problem we kind of ran into last year with the Hawks. Is that yes, they have a lot of great pieces. They have a lot of athletic, can shoot wings. You can't keep them all. So it's like you kind of have to offload one. And again, the big move here is you're trying to get. A Ben Simmons, probably. Yeah, we'll talk about Ben Simmons in a second. I saw one. Who was it? God, I literally saw when I was prepping for the show. Did I close out of the tab? Like John Collins is not happy. No, we're he doesn't want to be there, regardless of that huge extension he just he just signed. Like, you got some guys that aren't that happy. Gallo, I think they can waive next year, and like the cap, it's only like three million dollars. Like Cam Reddish, oh, I, I saw what it was. It was. It was one again. This is from like some fan sided article, so take it with a, a hefty hey, grain of salt. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Former fan sided writer, right here. All right, relax. Shut up, Jeremy. Like Wilson. it was so. Like the Hawks have a whole bunch of like tradable assets, and so there's some thoughts like, oh, well, let's make some like marginal upgrades, and you know, kind of like piece it together bit by bit, or throw it all together for Brandon Ingram. Don't really help your defense. Doesn't help your defense, and that is but... their main problem. <laughs> the defense is hot garbage. It is, but I mean, Brandon Ingram, if he's engaged, is a good defender. He has and the I tools. Brand, I think Brandon Ingram is a lot more engaged if he's playing with Trey Young. And yeah, if he's not in fucking New Orleans. Exactly. Fair. And, and that's, just, again, just the proposed trade. There's no real, like, truth to those rumors. Yeah. But they're... Big moves. They, need, they, have too, they yeah. truly have too many, they have too many, like, top seven type of guys. Yeah. You can only play so many. They're, they're, they're trying to swing for Simmons problem is now the Sixers are trying to also package in Tobias Harris who's making a fuck ton of money well, so and let's, will let's, be in the next about, couple of years let's talk about this whole Sixers deal and we got to wrap things up here in a little bit we've okay we've been doing SFS since September of 2017 mm-hmm. I don't know if we've had a maybe okay probably our two most consistent NBA takes Russell Westbrook is bad <laughs> and the Simmons and Bead pairing does not work. We've been talking about this for literally four years, almost five. And nothing's changed. Not a goddamn thing has changed. We are still here talking about what the hell are the Sixers going to do with Ben Simmons. I think at least our Russell Westbrook talk has shifted from okay, Russell Westbrook, like he could be good if he decided to be just like a you know functional team player. Did you watch? Uh, do you watch when uh, uh, when Kevin O'Connor does uh, does the void videos? Not really. Okay, he did he did one this week about about how everyone on the lake like the Lakers are a perfect example of how everyone has bought in. Like Malik Bunk has stopped trying to be the guy. LeBron is playing center and like being a team player. Like Dwight Howard has bought in and stopped trying to be like a superstar type guy just to prolong his career is too late but yeah but i mean he's still there's a reason he's still in the league and yes. i mean the prime Mello. example and Mello. i was gonna say it. prime example plays right next to him carmelo anthony defends with more energy doesn't really take mid-range shots catch and shoot three-pointer like it's still a king 
Yeah, of course. And like Russell Westbrook has just not. And like, you know, there's something to be said about Vogel's job being on the line and like well, he, had, he had to get he had to yeah. excuse me sir can i can i please do my job and, and that's what you have Westbrook to ex- in the final four minutes of a close game that's you that's, that's like you're the head coach that's what you that's what you gotta that's what you gotta expect if shit is hitting the fan in in la or in new york like you know it's a little ridiculous that frank vogel has to like get the okay to bench russell westbrook I mean, look mickey calloway had to get the okay for certain lineups from up top you know like it's just it's it's the way shit goes sometimes. It's dysfunctional in a big market when shit is not going well. No, that's the truth. Oh. Once once the ownership starts losing... I, I'm, re- I'm reserving my Mets comments. But... but, like, agree or disagree. Once shit starts hitting the fan and ownership loses faith in a coach, like, they start stepping in. It's just what one, of the, one of those coaches has, has won a championship. but Yeah, and the other one, you know, was suspended for the year for sexual misconduct. But, you well, know, we're my point. We won't. Back, we won't identify. Back, back into the Ben Simmons conversation. And no, Elliot Bauer, uh, Simmons cannot get traded for a carton. I'd trade him for like one of those eighteen packs. Ooh, actually, if they're the jumbo eggs, right? That's value. I mean, at this point, if you're trading for him, you might as well get the organic ones. Like, but anyways, these are two trades that I've seen from, at the very least, like relatively plugged in sources. One, a reporter from the I love Keith. Inquirer, I like Keith. I like Keith. Inquirer. 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 Say that five yes. times fast. Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, uh, and the other one is from Bleacher Report. So we'll read the first one. Jake so, Fisher is good, though. No, Jake Fisher is which I. All right. Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Matisse Teibel. Again, for the sake of this conversation. Matisse. 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 Matisse Teibel. Tobias Harris is making $38 million. He's going to make $40 million next year. To the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton, who you know how I feel about him. Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, and two first-rounders. If I'm Daryl Morey and I get that trade offer, I'm saying yes to hanging up the phone and cackling. I I probably I am. A, I don't think they get a better offer than that. I probably am, too. I mean, that really hurts your size, and, like, you really got to rely on Harrison Barnes, who has been, like, you know, kind of just flying under the radar the last couple of years because it's fucking Sacramento. That does help your future, but also gives you a chance to win now. Because, I, I mean, the Sixers as presently constructed without Ben Simmons and getting nothing for him probably aren't going to win the chip. You get this, no. you at least have a chance. Well, it's like Elliot is making the point that I was going to get to. Apparently, it's Matisse Tybel is close to untouchable, yeah. quote, unquote, close to untouchable. Look, okay, if the absolute ceiling, let's say Matisse Tybel, Matthias Tybel. Matisse Tybel. Matthias wildman is well, as a wet jump shot well let's say i'm a fuck his jump shot let's say Tybal- people have been no no i'm talking about my jump shot people have been saying i am a lockdown perimeter defender yeah that's me clapping in your face clap bro. when you shoot down clapping in your fucking face bro. i fixed your jumper oh. uh Shut up bro <laughs> let's say tybal at the absolute peak of his career is without a doubt the single best perimeter defender in the NBA. I'm talking like Gary Payton, like he will lock your shit down any day of the week. There's value in that, obviously. And let's say he just gets up to like a somewhat subpar three-point shot. And that's what you got out of Tybal. Mm-hmm. That's a great play. Tybal, bro. Matisse Tybal. Whatever. Let's say that's what you get out of Tybal. Stop saying that, was, that, was, that last one is for you. There we go. Oh, God. Let's say that's what you get out of Mateus. 
There's some really right, now, good. Now, now you've gone too far, bro. I'm about to mute your ass. Now you've gone too far. There's a lot to be had there. But is that really – is the current iteration of Mateus Thiebel stopping you from making this trade? I don't think – like that really? I I don't think the – I mean, the, the Sixers are not the problem. I, I was really trade. racking my brain as I was talking to her, trying to like come up with some other way to fuck up his name. Uh, I, I've been called – Matthias, 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 Matthew. Yes. Um, but again, look, I think Sacramento's the one saying no to that. Like, no, it wasn't. It was they apparently from Keith Pompey, they proposed this trade and Maury said no. I we'll see how it goes closer to the deadline because I do think Simmons more than likely is moved or he rejoins the team this year, even though he said he's willing to sit it out like Le'Veon Bell I type don't think B. He but like, I had Sacramento. That took me a second. Nice. Thanks. Uh, shout out Stratton there. Um, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, our friend Stratton drafting oh. Le'Veon Bell number one overall Woo. the year he did play. Um, but again, like Sacramento's always desperate to get back into the playoffs. That's always what they want, despite the fact that they're dysfunctional as shit and things don't work for them. Like, I if I'm Sacramento if. I would expect Sacramento to be the one to say no. Like two first rounders, you have I'm to take that to buy. I know, I know. The trade. I know. I just, I don't like. You get Ben Simmons there for Sacramento. Like if you're Sacramento, but what the fuck? You're gonna build around Ben Simmons and Marvin Bagley the third? Like that's it's hot the ass, Kings, bro. They're gonna. They're gonna I know, but that's but like the for the Kings there, you're gutting your future because you're trading away Halliburton and the two first rounders. You're losing Buddy Heald, who has value for basically any team in the NBA. Yeah, and I mean, it's like the thing you gotta remember is Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes are on contract. I did the math last night. Yeah, you'd be paying the two of them more than you're paying Tobias Harris. Right, but both of them together are much like I. Yes, obviously you'll pay the two of them yeah. more than Tobias Harris. And look, no disrespect to Long Island Zone, but yeah, no, no Tobias expect Harris to, to budget J. Cole. Tobias Harris is not a forty million dollar guy. No, no, no offense to Kirkland J. Cole. What? You never heard that saying? Like no. when, when someone is like a bad or reduced version, like a like a oh, big yeah. lots version. Jake Paul. I said Jake Cole. Oh, I heard no, I've heard like you know Kirkland store brand, whatever. Jake, Jake Paul. I was like, Kirkland, yeah. Jake Paul, Tobias Harris. You're missing me with that one. That All right. The deep fried Joe Burrow. Let's uh let's uh let's hit our mailbag before we, we get out of here. Of well, course, you've blown. We gotta hit this last this last Sixers trade. Another one that got okay. turned down apparently was Simmons alone for, to the Pistons for Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, B Bay, Sadiq B, I think. Sadiq B, Kelly Olynyk, and a first. I don't love that one. Uh, but like that's hard. Uh, that's a hard no. It's a hard no from Philly. That's yeah. Not a conversation starter. No. No, I don't think so. Because you with Philly, you want to Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia. He's hurting. He's ruining the team. I, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. He's ruining I the would. team. It's just it's just an empty spot there. I think if you're if you're Philly, like I like that Sacramento trade a lot more because you have Sacramento trade. You, you have stuff for the future there too. But like that Pistons trade, like you are entirely banking on Jeremy Grant like being that fill in on the wing. But if you're keeping Tobias Harris there, Jeremy Grant's on a big contract. Kelly Olynyk is not adding a lot to you. Like. I, I don't like that trade because that, that's banking on Jeremy Grant. That's a lot of crowd there between him and Tobias Harris. Sadiq B is good. 
and he's young and he's on a rookie I'll, contract, but like, ah, look, that's a hard point. No this, neither one of us are Sixers fans, obviously, if you couldn't tell. Fuck you Dante in the chat saying he would prefer the Kings trade. I cannot believe that that was a hard no from Daryl Morey. Shout out D Ferks. Like, I, I love that's Tyrese a hard Halliburton. no. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, you, you talk about the, the Kings the trade. Kings. You offload to, oh, no, Harris. man. I don't know. I don't another elite guard, or a guard, a guard who very possibly could a guard. be truly elite a guard. <laughs> I can't believe that trade was like a was a non-starter for the Sixers. I, I, I like guess. I like Keith. I like Keith. I read a lot of his stuff, but I don't know if I believe that. Like, I don't know. He's getting it from somewhere. He's not pulling it out of his ass. Oh, super fair. Like, I I don't know. Um. All right. Let, let's the mailbag. Let's get to our mailbag. We have four. We have 19 total questions. Four of them did not come from Elliot Bauer. So Bauer's we'll get, bombs. Oh, Bauer's bombs. All right. First one. You're going rapid fire here. This is All from right. your dad. Was Super Wild Card Weekend really playoff football? I'm assuming he's asking our wild card games actual playoffs. Uh, if I had to interpret my own father's Instagram comments, uh, I think he's just very anti like the extra team in the playoffs. Okay. So I'm gonna say. No, no. Okay. No. Shout out Kate. Shout out. Shout out, out Kate. Shout out KP in the chat. Uh, Vaza video. Who the hell is taking Ben Simmons or John Wall? I don't think anyone's taking John Wall. No one's but... taking Ben Simmons either because Daryl Moore is like, yo, trade me Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons straight up. Fair enough. Uh, Bro, Daryl Moore is a clown. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know what he's thinking. He's thinking. He's scheming. He's scheming. Scheming for what? You call that scheming up for real, right? Um, this is from your mom. Evaluate this one as well. Uh, DH, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. You know how I feel about this. Ben, please enlighten us. How um, does she feel about talking this? Talking about the designated hitter being <laughs> in both leagues. We're not fucking playing baseball this year. So <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about it. Fair enough. Uh, who's going first, Kingsbury or Kyler? I'm Kingsbury. saying Kingsbury, 100%. Kingsbury. Yeah. Who's this year's Kenny Galladay? So I'm assuming gets the bag and shits the bed. I'll read you some of the most popular free agent wide receivers this year. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. I agree, but I think he's too good. Devontae is he, Adams. Is my 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 answer is this next guy, Will Fuller. That's my Kenny Galladay. He's going to get hurt. Kenny Galladay was hurt this year. Will Someone will see it. Someone will give him the bag. He's 27. It'll happen. It'll be Allen Robinson. Really good free agent uh Receiver class, yeah, real quick. Actually, no, I'm looking at it. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, Wolf well, Fuller. Godwin, Godwin off a torn ACL, but but still, Jamison well, Crowder. That, that's not even a but still. He's not going to play most of next season. T.Y. Hilton, Juju, bro. So Cam Akers is straight up playing like six months after a, an Achilles. I'm done trying to predict football players coming. Okay, back. but that that's not that that's. What There's a doing? chance. Uh, what if, if you if you know Chris Godwin is going to be eighty percent of himself and back by week four, you giving him the bag? I am. Yeah, probably. There you go. Uh, better clutch receiver: Jawan Jennings or Scotty Miller? Scotty. Who would you rather have at quarterback next year and moving forward, Herbert or Burrow? I was just talking about this with friend of the pod, Jake Ness. Actually, uh huh. Good friend of the pod. I love Joe Burrow, man. I Joe really Burrow. think Joe Burrow. Maybe I would think that was funny if I like had ever seen it before. <laughs> I on. don't get it. I Come don't on. get it. Come on, man. Uh, well, we'll talk about this in the offseason more. In one of our like, yeah, I'll take the same. Better quarterback, Kirk or Derek? And this is a no. Oh. 
Uh, this is a conversation I had with good friend of the pod, uh, Adam Farrick. Oh, my favorite mid Midwest college. Adam Farrick, sorry. Where's he at now? He uh, he actually changed. He's no longer at Upper Iowa. He is now yeah, at so William know, Penn. So job. William Penn. Hell yeah. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Shout out to Lord. Yo, there's a deep cut. There you go. Uh, Derek Carr, not close. Okay. More wins next year. Giants and Jets. Who are, are you taking? I'll probably take Derek Carr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more wins next year. Giants or Jets? I'm taking Jets. the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> Fourth and one. This is a real niche one. Who are you giving the handoff to? AJ Dillon or Elijah one, Mitchell? Not even close, bro. AJ Dillon. That man yeah. is beefy. <laughs> shout out. Shout out Elliot Bauer taking a parlay of any time score AJ Dillon. I'm taking AJ. Uh, better blocking tight end, Kittle or Gronk? In don't disrespect prime, Gronk, but don't disrespect like the goat. Guys. Yeah, right not now, like yeah, Kittle. yeah, yeah. Don't disrespect the goat, Gronk. OBJ stat line: I'm going four for seventy-two and a touchdown. Oddly specific, I know, but yeah, I'm taking. <laughs> I saw the question, and I was like, oh, "What the fuck am I going to say?" Like, give me six for eighty-five and a touchdown. Oh, okay, big receiving number. Hey, I just want—I just want to take this time to uh, laugh at the Cleveland Browns <laughs> for just being. Completely incapable of getting Odell Beckham involved, who and he is clearly still a good NFL wide receiver. He's not elite. He's not the guy he was, but he's got six touchdowns in seven, eight games with the Rams now. Yardage wise, receptions wise, it's pretty similar. But yes, but get him involved. Yes, he's good. Um, <laughs> Figure out a way to get him the ball. Didn't even talk about this. Shout out the Spurs traded Bryn Forbes. There was no reason for him to even come back. They traded him to Denver. So happy trails. We get the goat, Juancho Hernan Gomez. I'm happy with that. He's That's not, he's not better than his brother. Yeah, and he, he is literally much worse than his brother. But exactly. I, 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 I got a guy whose name is one letter off from Huncho on my team. I'm good. Like, Huncho. Uh, who would you rather have next year, Baker or Danny Dimes? <sighs> Bro, give me Danny Dimes in like a capable system and let me at least see what I got. You know, it's so tough to evaluate Baker this year. The Panthers are expected to hire. Who? The Panthers are hiring Ben McAdoo. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. At least oh, he'll be creative, man. right? That's great. Oh, love that. Um, Christ. It's tough to evaluate Baker just because he was literally hurt from like week one on. Dan Dimes was also hurt. Give me Danny. All right. Give me worst, Danny. Who's got worse takes, Keyshawn or Booger? You're skipping a question. Oh. Oh, yeah. You want to read that one? Yeah, this is, again, from Elliot Bauer. Fatter ass. Fatter spelled P-H-A-T-T-R. Shannon McFleur. You know, you... E-R? I can't spell. McFleur. Yeah, I'll take a McFleur. <laughs> uh, I'll take Shanahan. He's got a fatter ass. Because right. um, he gets lucky. Uh, worst takes, Keyshawn or Booger? Booger. I'm going to go with Booger, too, because Keyshawn is a, you know, radio host and stuff. Like, he's got to make hot takes. Booger's just, Booger's just a clown. Uh, Joe Judge ever a head coach again? God, I hope not. I say yes. How? Because I think he'll go What's back Joe to What's Joe Judge his... doing the last two seasons to make somebody be like he's a head coach? I'm, bro, I'm telling you, white head coaches don't die in the NFL. Like, he will go back to another team and a competent team He'll go back, recreate a good system. Someone will be like, let's give him another what chance. What system? I don't know, bro. He'll be back. He'll he'll be back. I promise you he will be a head coach. Again. I don't I will, think so. I will bet you $5 he will be a head coach again before we die. I'll take, take that. that trade. Okay. Before, cool. well, before we die, I need a time yeah. I need a time frame on this. Next 20 years? 
I was thinking like three years. Okay, he's not gonna be a fucking head coach in three okay, years. Okay, yeah. All right. Russell Wilson trade price. Um multiple first rounders. Oh well, obviously, yeah. Three firsts. All right, let's let's call it an audible here. Tell me when that's too rich for Russell for Russell Wilson. Three firsts. All right, that's probably where I cap it. You don't give up four firsts for Russell Wilson. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Eh, okay. eh. Probably not. A lot, but you're getting a guy. Hey, depends. Depends where you're going. I mean, he had two really good receivers, good running back, antiquated system, battle line. Antiquated. My man coming with the vocab. You know, I, I broke anyway. out Eastern Seaboard on my on my uh, broadcast yesterday. Oh, oh boy! All right, uh, Derek Carr trade price two firsts. Fair enough. And this one's for you. First wide receiver taken. Drake London or Traylon? No, that's Traylon Burks. Garrett Wilson. Um, I don't know, man. Drake London is a monster. They had him mocked going six. And it's funny because well, Josh was wide asked this question. A year before yeah. he uh, broke his ankle. Josh is a Browns. Josh is a Browns fan. He put this question is in. And interestingly enough, I was looking at a CBS uh, mock draft that just came out yesterday. And he went sixth to the Browns. Drake London did? Yeah. We'll see what happens with his testing numbers. See if he's like going through the combine and whatnot. But right yeah, now, see what his three would... cone numbers are. Well, I just mean, like, if he's going to be, like, a full go for combine yeah. pro day or whatnot. Um, right now, I'll take Drake London. Cool. All right. All right. That'll do it. Of course, we blew right over the amount of time that we had designated, but eh, it's fine. so is life. It's Ben Bing Bong Barleton, Matthias Byron Wildman. Make sure you're catching us on any platform you get your podcast from. You know the deal. It's Spotify. It's Apple Podcasts. It's Google Podcast, it's Anchor, and it's the Goaded. Breaker. I'll let you I'll let you have fun editing those audio levels. We will talk to you guys maybe next week, maybe yeah, in two knows? months. Who, who knows? knows? We're here for the vibes. Catch you guys later.